You are listening to episode 11 of the Ball Blab podcast. I have a discussion with Nate about the Red Sox moves at the trade deadline and our thoughts and opinions for the future of this team. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Ball Blab. As always, I'm Nate here with Jason. Correct, yeah, and Nate... I have been very miserable watching the Red Sox so far in the month of August. It is currently August 8th, 2022. The Sox just lost three out of four to the Kansas City Royals out of all teams. And boy, oh boy, we have some stuff to address on this episode. Yeah, um, we thought maybe things could look up in the second half, get better, and it just has not happened in the slightest. I mean, like, just nothing's really changed. So a lot to recap here, and I think... You know, after seeing this team so far in the second half, in which I believe they are 6-11, and I think the question is, are they done? Yeah, I mean, it's such a broad question, but Nate, I agree with you. You know, this team is very close to getting out of it. They just need a few more series losses, and they could be seeing themselves eight games behind the third wild card. I think that's your benchmark, eight games behind the third wild card. And then I say, you know what, it's time to give up. Currently, there are five games with an off day coming up, um, or with an off day today. They have an upcoming series against the Braves, one game against the Orioles, and then you have this three-game series against the Yankees that is very pivotal for them. And then you have, I think, more division play to come later in the month. So, Nate, it's going to be dependent by the next two weeks. Yeah, I keep I keep feel like we're saying about saying like, ooh, these next two weeks are important. Ooh, this stretch is important. I mean, like, pretty soon none of these stretches are going to be important because they're going to be out of it because they just keep losing this like they just keep losing in the same ways. And yeah, like not much has changed. Nope. I mean, we got trade deadline acquisitions. Eric Hosmer looks very, you know, he's a great first baseman in years past. Gold Glove in the past, he can be you know, our first baseman for years to come. He does have an opt-out, but there's no way he's going to opt-out because of the money he's getting. Yeah. Um. How about before we get into um the trade deadline, let's just first quickly recap this terrible 3-7 and seven homestand to kick off the second half. I yep. mean, like, sure. I mean, it's so funny. Like, I was actually looking forward to the second half. I was thinking, okay, maybe this team, you know, can improve, can get back into it, start fresh. And you want to know what they do on the first game? of the second half, they lose 28-5 to at Fenway Park against division rival Toronto Blue Jays. That just cannot happen to any team. That was just embarrassing, to say the very least. I mean, Nate, they, what was your reaction when you woke up? Uh, here's the thing. Like, um, I was watching that game. You, you and I were watching that game. We were calling in. We do this a lot. And... We, and I was going to be tough on them. I was thinking, okay, if they're down, say, 5 nothing by the third inning, which they would eventually go down 5 nothing, I'm turning the game off. And then um, I turned the game off and then checked the score later, and it's 11 to nothing. I checked the score even later than that. It's 27 to 3. I'm like, are you kidding me? And, like, you know, a big, and a big, you know, play in that game was uh, Little League Grand Slam because Jaron Duran lost a ball, which will be a theme to come for many games after. Yeah, we talk about this defense at the beginning of the season being very bright, but boy, have they made their defensive mishaps count. That's been a theme. It's not even errors, Nate. It's just defensive mishaps by Duran throughout this, you know, second half so far. It's been hell 
to say the very least. Yeah, and I feel like you're being generous by saying that they've made the defensive mishaps count. Like, the defense just flat-out sucks lately. Like, since July, it's been terrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like both in the errors and the missed plays, it's just been really, really a liability. Uh Uh-huh, and then we got... Uh, I I miss Hernandez so much now. Yeah, I I mean, I thought we were okay with him, but, like, man, I really miss his really high-level, solid-as-a-rock center field play. I really do miss that. He's not the fastest, but, boy, he has a good glove. Good glove? You know, just he plays the position well. He has good fundamentals, good looks, like... He's, he's smart at playing the position. He, he, he's like, you know who the term hitterish? He's fielderish out there, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and then he can get hot as a rock, you know, in the postseason. Yeah. But, like, let's not talk about the postseason because if the, if the trends keep going the way they are... They're not making it. Yep, they're flat out not making it. And, Nate, I'm going to be honest. I think June might just been an outlier. Yeah, I think it might have been. I mean... It, it really just looks like that. I think a lot of things went right. Um, they didn't get as hit with injuries. Um, the starting pitching was well, and they kind of just maybe played well and overachieved a bit in that in that month. Yeah. And they faced some lousy competition, and they played almost played. I don't think I don't think they played a single game against the division. They did. They, no, yeah, they did play against the Orioles. Remember? No, that? I think that was in May. Oh, they oh, played they, against the Blue Jays. They, sorry. Oh, sorry, they played Blue against Jays, the Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah. But still, like, you know, pretty much... And they lost that series. Yeah, they lost that series. It was their only series loss. Anyway, um, yeah, so after losing 28-5, to they lose again, and they lose again after that. They get swept by the Blue Jays at home, a team that they are chasing. And, like, the third game, it just seemed that there were even more defensive mishaps that I don't even want to bother getting into because it'll just anger me even more. Uh, yeah, I mean... Don't get me started on the Cleveland series. That was a joke in and of itself. I think the Bobby Dahlbeck two-home run game I was at, we should have won. Are you kidding me? Jason, you want to know the worst part about that, though? What? That was the best series of the entire homestand. It was they split that series, and it was the only one that they didn't lose. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. They won That's the first and last games. They got crushed in the second game, and then the third game was just an embarrassment. They had... I, I think, um, Jason, I think you told me that they made two errors in the first two innings. They made two errors in the first two innings. Both, are, I think, were by Franchi Cordero. I think he, I think they made three errors in all of them by Cordero. Oh, yeah. And you want to know something funny? They lost that game by one run and gave up two unearned runs. Uh-huh, because of Franchi Cordero. He he can't play first base for crap. I'm glad he's gone to AAA now. I'm glad he just that's his home. I know he's raking down there, but, like, I don't care. He's a quadruple-A player at best. You know that term? Yep, I know that term. Yep, okay. Yeah. uh, It basically means, like, you know, you don't play well in the big leagues and can't adjust, but you crush it in triple-A. Yep. I mean, it's such a big difference, as, you know, Jerry Remy always says. It's such a... The majors and minors are just such a big difference. And a big difference between those two is the defense. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's move on. To Milwaukee. To Milwaukee, which was a... Ugh. Hunter I mean, Renfro owned us that yeah, whole series. Yeah, which I think is well deserved. Oh, I yeah. I mean, Bloom, you see how dumb that trade was now? Yeah. I mean, now I look at it, I'm like, well, we got JBJ back. Yeah. And I'm it, glad he's gone too. But it, now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, he's a okay center fielder, better than Duran. I mean, I'm the sorry. thing is with JBJ and Duran is that neither of those guys can hit. But the thing with Duran is that he can't hit or field. At least JBJ can field. The, the only the only tool that uh, Duran has uh, over Bradley is his speed. But that's not even 
that much greater. And who cares, really, if that's your only thing you have over him? Who really cares? Anyway, they would lose two out of three in that series against Milwaukee. I don't know. The first two losses were you're kind of just run-of-the-mill Red Sox losses in July, just kind of frustrating. Like, maybe it was a winnable game, but, like, you know, they found a way to blow it in some frustrating or dumb way. And um, they would win that last game, and that was a nice win. And that win in the final game of the series would start a three-game winning streak ahead of the deadline. Oh, yeah. And then in which they would play the Astros in a three-game set and and take two out of three against them. Yeah, but what were you saying before this, Nate? That the series was what? Okay, um, pardon my language, chicken is shit. Because they only took two out of three, their wins were one-run wins, and their third and the third game, which they lost, was a five-run loss. And that was an, a brutal loss, too. I mean, you look at the home runs you gave. I think, did Evaldi start that game? Uh, no, I don't think. Was it, was it no, Rich Cutter? Hill started that game. Oh yeah, and Brian yeah, yeah. Bayo came in to follow him, and he got hurt like again because I think an, a big another big theme of the Red Sox from July onward is pitcher injuries in the middle of a game, which are never fun. Nope. I mean, Bayo is not a pitcher who I like in the majors right now, but like it sucks to see him get hurt, and it sucks to see any one of our pitchers get hurt. And after July and this early. August, how many games did we play? Seven. We played seven games in August. They Three just make. Record. What's up? Three and four record. Three yeah. and four record. They just make me think. You know where we miss those guys who are currently hurt right now. Um, players like Kike Hernandez, we miss Trevor Story. Although he's a li- kind of a liability at the plate, he's still a guy you got to pitch around. Like Braden says, he's. He's not as good hitting wise right now, but he's still a guy you kind of have to pitch around. Yeah, and like yeah, he's still a threat. He's still got pop. And another thing Braden said I agree with is that like it is common for a guy to struggle in his first year with the team, not be his best in the first year of the team. And let's think about it. He's still showing a lot of good signs offensively and with his speed, so imagine how how he'll be next year when, you know, he's used to the environment of Fenway and really starts hitting. Yeah, I mean, the Tommy Pham trade, I think we just needed that other outfielder because it was just so incredibly, what's the word, just Bad. hurt. Bat. Yeah, Bad. and it was like, it was an uh, it was an unsung problem for this team. Yeah, I think it was an unsung problem being more and more sung. And anyway, like I think getting to the deadline. Um, my thoughts on the deadline, I overall was satisfied. I wasn't like you know jumping up and down happy, but I can't say that I was mad with some of the moves that were made. I know. Yeah, I mean, uh, explain the um. Christian Vasquez trade to me. Okay. It sucks to trade someone to the opposing dugout. It sucks. And I think they handled it pretty badly by scratching him from the lineup to tell him that he was being traded to the opposing dugout. That uh, that that, was just wrong. That's that's not good, especially considering how long he's been with the Red Sox and, and, you know, how much they love him. That, That was wrong. But I think he was a good guy to trade. And I feel like he's someone that we could get some value from. And um, I like the guys that we got back from him. I think we got two high-quality out- outfield prospects that, you know, have significant double-A and triple-A experience. So those guys definitely seem like they are major league ready, mm-hmm. you know, not in a, in a short time. Uh-huh, yeah. I mean, talk about being next year, maybe at the end of this year, if 
if I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the those guys comes up at the end of net of this year. As mm-hmm. if September call-ups. A September call-up, yeah. Yeah, remember those were a thing. Yeah, I mean they're not a thing anymore. But they kind of are. But the rosters aren't expanded nearly as much anymore. No, by um, like one or two. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, like bad way of ha- bad way of trading him to the opposing dugout and handling it. But I actually like what we got back. From I do. Yes. I mean, he's a guy we can also get in the off season next season because mm-hmm. you know I think you saw his emotions. He was very you know struck. Yeah. He, he was. was very sad. You saw he teared up in his first played appearance against the Red Sox and you know I think he has a lot of connections with these pitchers we'll get to the offseason in a minute but he's a guy who you know has a connection with you know um just the team just the team and like JBJ I think we can get or not in the same fashion but I think we can see him in a Red Sox uniform again next year and speaking of catchers, I kind of liked Reese McGuire. As a person, I wouldn't say I like Reese McGuire. Or you not as a up, person. You can look up, you know, just look up Reese McGuire, arrest, and read an article. You will not like him as a person if you read that article. But as a catcher, I like him. I mean, he we at least retain Vasquez's defense, because I actually think he's a very good defensive catcher, good framer, and has a very good arm. So that's a good thing. And, you know, a totally fine replacement, especially since we got him for Deakman. Oh my gosh! I'm glad Deekman walks gone. a batter in an inning. He walks a batter in an inning. But 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 here's the thing: I'd rather Deekman than Darwin's and Hernandez. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care a ton about lefty depth because, like, you know, I think a lot of teams struggle with that. I mean, except, like, for, except for the Yankees. But yeah, that's the Yankees. But anyway, and um, I think our last sort of big acquisition of the deadline to cover is um. Oh, Hosmer, Hosmer, you know, the the big first baseman. I like that move a lot. He's a quality first baseman, both defensively and offensively. He's a good all-around first he's baseman. He's a good all-around first baseman. And, I mean, like, I know he's not insane or anything. I know he's no Freddie Freeman or Matt Olson, but, like, he's good. He's, good def- he's a good hitter and a good defender, which, like, I mean, compared to the guys that we've been rolling out there for a while now, I will take it. Yes, you can make an argument he's better than Josh Bell. You know, I know offensively, Josh Bell's much better, but like Eric Hosmer, you know, he's such a good defender. Four-time gold glover. Four-time gold glover. And that's the guy we need. You could say what you want offensively. This team is built offensively. It's built by power bats like Devers and Bogart. Or not power. Bogart is not really a power bat, but like offense, offensive bats. But the main thing is we actually got a, for our first baseman for years to come because the Padres are paying the majority of his contract. Which we, is good. I like yeah. that a lot. And we also got some prospects for him too because we gave up. We but However, we gave up one of our big pitching prospects. Mm-hmm. But I feel like... Which, it, which one of our friend Mason's dad does not like. Which, But it's one prospect. I mean, you got to have a balance between building up the farm system and getting some, in the major league talent. So, look, it's one prospect, and we got prospects, you know, back for the Vasquez trade. And also, um, let me, and also let's quickly cover Tommy Pham. Uh, I think, Jason, you put, you put your thoughts out there on him, but I like the move, too. I think he's a guy who hits left-handed pitching pretty well, another outfielder to have. And, yeah, a, a guy who could maybe work in that leadoff spot, which has kind of been a hole. Correct, yeah. Um, I have many no, on this team. I have, I have no – I think we got him for free because we got – it's for a player to be named later. Yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. essentially free, and Bloom really knows his farm system well, so he'll give a guy who he doesn't think he'll be, you know, successfully 
on, you know, or hitting really well or pitching really well in the next few years. So I think that's a easy win. I think we also need some veteran outfielders because I know JBJ was gone, but I think ultimately since we got Tommy Pham, that closed the door for any JBJ return. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, like I do, I would have liked an arm, but I can't say I'm pissed at the fact that we didn't get an arm because I gotta say, I think first base in the outfield are bigger problems than the bullpen. I gotta say, I mean, like, I feel like Tanner Houck, you know, has is our sort of definitive closer now, and I think for the most part, he's done well. I mean, I think he only has one blown save, and I think he's done well in that role, and um, I think, like, we have, like, at least, you know, two or three solid relievers, which I think, like, you know is fine, especially since that's kind of like, you know, what most teams are getting, are looking for, and like having a bullpen that's four or five guys deep, almost no teams have, maybe the Yankees. No, the Yankees most certainly have that. Yeah, but like, I mean, I mean, Garrett Whitlock being back in the bullpen, I definitely think has helped that, like, overall, and I mean, like, John Schreiber's still great, and like, in terms of... He had a bad outing yesterday, but that was not at all his fault. Whose fault was it, the defense? Yep, Jaron Duran. Oh, yeah. Wait, yesterday? Yesterday. Okay. I mean... This strictly happened because Jaron Duran doesn't know how to play a fly ball in the sun. Yeah, I mean, but, like, what do you expect from a pitcher? Like, you're going to give up balls in play, all right? So, like, that, you can't blame the pitcher for that. It's really not his fault. And so, yeah, John Schreiber's been awesome. Like, I think... um, like, you know, Davis has been fine. Um, Strom, like, you know, another lefty, a high-quality lefty. I mean, he's hurt now, but, you know, when mm-hmm. he comes back, he'll be he'll be a nice add, yeah. and he had been pitching well. I'm going to chime in. Barnes has had a few good outings since he's come back. Yeah, that's a good That's, that's a, good, a good sign. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not, I mean, wait to put him under high-pressure situations because yeah. we haven't really done that yet, but his last few outings have been really good. Great yeah. sign for him. And, like, okay, and Sawamore, I mean, like, you know, he's... He can have his really frustrating moments, but when he's pitching well, I mean, like, he's able to get the job done. I guess, like, on the road, especially, because he's insanely good on the road and insanely terrible at Fenway. Yeah, I think if this trade, la- I think this trade deadline told us one thing. The Sox are preparing for 2023. It kind of half and half. I feel like some of these guys, I feel like, they kind of didn't really buy or sell. I think there was actually a bit... I think, like, if I had to do a bit of a percentage, I think, like, you know, sort of, like, 60 to 65% buying and, like, 35% selling. Yeah, I think... I'm surprised JD didn't go. Yeah, I mean... I think he's a guy that they might just let walk after the... in the off season. They he should could, let him walk, because he's been awful. I mean... Yeah, he's he's just getting old and just he isn't the same guy. He just isn't the same hitter. I mean, like I I remember I I took a break during the very during a very big portion of the homestand, and I but I watched the Kansas City Royals series a bit more closely, and then I saw JD stats, and I just was absolutely shocked to see that he was down at 280 and had an OPS below 800. That was just truly surprising to me. Uh, it's, it's just awful to say the very least, and you know there are other guys in the lineup who really aren't producing like verdugo hasn't been that good i know Bogart, he did have a big home run a couple days he ago. did have a big home run then oh we, we didn't really talk about that game the one where oh oh my gosh i was furious after it was so similar to yeah. the one so in um chicago last year it was just 
two out. Whitlock gets the first two outs very no easily. No problem. And it, then on a 3-2 pitch, was it? it? No, it was 0-2 against Garcia. I looked this oh, yeah, up. Oh, like, yeah, 0-2. Basically, um, yeah, like... Basically, Whitlock in the bottom of the ninth of the ninth of a tie game gets the first two guys out, no problem, but then gives up a walk-off dinger to center field to a guy who has no business hitting walk-off home runs. No, not at all. And yeah. let me just tell you something. Nick Prado, like, he's hitting below the Mendoza line. I mean, he does walk a lot, so his on-base percentage is 313, but come on, he's not a guy who should be hidden dingers anyway so yeah i mean like although i may be satisfied with the deadline so far hasn't really helped us as we just lost three out of four to the second worst team in the american league yes and i had when i was in my bed last night i i was just thinking is there a chance that this team is gonna live up to what happened last year we're in the alcs we get hot this team really other than june can you name a time where they have been hot no, maybe the second half of May when they had a nice home stand against the uh, Astros and Mariners. Yeah, I mean, uh, I really don't think this team is capable of that right now. However, I I like what we got. I think Bloom attacked the deadline exactly how I think he should have. Just move a few parts around and fill in the holes that really need filling and get some necessary parts here and there if you can get them for cheap and we did yeah i mean we and we got some names i mean eric hosmer's a name he's a four-time gold glover who's a world series champion and i feel and you know definitely a guy who is a high quality first baseman i mean like he's not i mean his best years are behind him but i don't think he's a has-been i definitely don't think he's like a has-been washed up kind of guy it's yeah i, I totally agree with you i think i mean we're we, the potters are literally paying him to play for us it's pretty insane what yeah, it's kind did. of like what we did with sandoval anyway um so yeah like i mean a decent trade deadline i would have liked an arm but i'm not pissed about the fact that we got one because i feel like you know the more urgent problems were the outfield and first base and yeah it just hasn't really helped so far because like you know we because the first series we've played since then has gone pretty horribly um yeah, like, the third game was infuriating, like, like getting walked off for the upteenth time this year, and then they just got destroyed in the last game due to just a variety of bad pitching and bad defense. And I want to address something. Game one really fr- I I looked at um, the recap. That frustrated me because it's 3-3 in the 7th or 8th. Barnes has, Barnes has a great outing. And then we decide to put in... Darwin's in Hernandez, a guy who say what you want about him being good against lefties, just has been god awful since the second half of last year. It's just been bad outing after bad outing. He, as we saw in this past outing, he could not throw a strike. Yeah, the good thing was I actually didn't watch that outing. I went to bed a bit earlier. I was on vacation during that game, but yeah, like the thing is. Also, after seeing this series and, you know, a bit of series before, um, although, you know, we plugged the hole with um, Jaron Duran, a new hole has, you know, emerged in center field. I mean, like, because we've now DFA JBJ, which at first I was happy about, but now I'm not so sure if they should have done that because, like, you know, as I said before, like, 
JBJ at least can field, while Jaron Duran can neither hit nor field. Uh huh. I mean, you know, I just look at JBJ and I'm like, you know, he does he does offer some good outfield depth. You know, he's a good guy, not really so much an everyday outfielder, but a guy you can use who's a reliable, who knows the position well. Now we just got a guy who, you know, you got you gotta, you know, like Franchi Cordero when a ball is in the air to him, you just got to hold your breath. Cause JBJ? Oh, Duran. I was yeah. referring to Duran. Yeah. Yeah, it's a problem. Like, it's kind of a problem that we miss JBJ now because he really wasn't producing. But, yeah, it kind of goes to show how flawed this roster is. It's just, like, I mean, JBJ's at least, you know, a guy who's been in the past an outstanding defensive center fielder and is now, you know, still a pretty good, pretty fundamentally sound center fielder. And now, like, you know, we have to deal with a guy who just doesn't even know how to play the position, it seems. Yeah, um, I'm just speechless in that, but... I, I, I thought Rob Refsnyder could play, but now he's hurt. He's a guy who reminds me of Jose Iglesias. Very much so. But, you know, I'm kind of rambling and rambling. But I think let's look ahead. We got a series against Atlanta. Two games. Then we have a one-game series against the Orioles because of the lockout. And then we have a three-gamer versus the Yankees at Fenway. Dude, I got to say I'm terrified. I could see them going one and five. I mean, those are good teams, and they're playing them at home. And you know, they've. I mean, now like they've stunk at home. Like the Braves are good, the O's are hot. I mean, like the Yankees are still one of the best teams in baseball. Like I mean, I'm taking another break since the Red Sox lost three out of four. And like you know, in order to get me to start watching them again, they need to win at least four of those six games on the homestand and three of those four games against the division. Which yeah. Looks pretty unlikely. Yeah, but here's where I look back at 2019, and I'm like, this is so similar. This is around the time where they got right out of it. You know, they made it close in the wild card, but then they just had a collapse. Remember that 14-game series mm -hmm. against the Rays and the Yankees? Yeah. That really got the Red Sox out of it? That's what this is feeling right now. I'm feeling right now. Yeah, and my attitude's kind of slimmer to where, like, I mean... Once they get out of it, I don't think I'll stop watching them. I actually think I'll keep watching them, but I just won't have any expectations. I will be like, all right, just going to watch the Sox, watch some baseball, but I won't have any expectations of them, like, you know, making the playoffs or anything. Mm-hmm, yep. Um, as of right now, the Sox still don't have a series win against the AL East. Yeah. And I this is August. How in the world? I mean, the, if the Reds have more series wins against the AL East than the Red Sox. Pathetic. That is pathetic. That's just embarrassing. Embarrassing. But I think, yeah, it's a good spot to end the episode. So anything else, Nate? Yeah, just like, I guess so far, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Like, you know, not... Not, they're not really improving in any way. Um, they're equally as frustrating. I mean, hope to God, like, maybe they got a nice six-game homestand, but not much has shown, aside from the deadline acquisitions, that that can happen. So, yeah, um, go Sox.